Hello, everyone. I am your host of the Ace of Sports podcast show. My name is Andrew, and I appreciate every one of you coming and supporting the show and just coming to talk some football, coming to listen to me talk some football. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to reach out to me or respond or something, uh, I can, I'll go over that a little bit later. But anyway, just want to say thank you all for coming. Uh, some of you may know me personally. Uh, and if you don't, that's fine. Uh, probably better we keep it that way. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thank just thanks to everyone for coming. Uh, I, I appreciate every one of you. We're going to have fun here. This is a primarily going to be a sports talk podcast. Uh, no politics will be involved. I promise you that is one of my guarantees for this whole podcast is I will be keeping politics out of the show. There will be none of that here. Uh, even though there are a lot of big current events going on, this just isn't for that. However, if you did come here for some trash talk, if you came here to get some sports insight, uh, go into depth about some things, uh, talk about some rankings, talk about just sports in general, you've come to the right place. Uh, I'm hoping to really get this podcast going and just see where I can take it and just see, you know, who, who can do it with me, and we'll just, we're just going to have a lot of fun. Uh, the, just bear with me here, and we'll get, we'll get through kind of the growing pains of, the, of kind of starting a podcast here. I'm still going through them. Lord knows it. But anyway, so just to kind of talk about the subjects that will be talked about today, I'll be going over um, my way too early top 25 for the uh, college football season for 2021. I'll only be going over the top 10 in this segment here. But if you are curious on seeing the rest of the rankings, I will be posting them on the Instagram account uh, at at Ace of Sports Podcast. Uh, just go drop a follow. This is not a self promotion podcast, I promise. Um, but yeah, if you do want to be up to date with the news of this podcast. Uh, you, you definitely want to drop a follow there. That is where I'll be posting daily. So if you want to, if you're curious on that, please go do it. It would help me out. It would help you out. Just trust me. That's all I can say for now is just trust me. So yeah, just kind of going to get right into it. Going into the 2021 season. Well, let's look at the 2020 season for college football. Oh my goodness. Uh, has there been a crazier season ever? in college football history. I can't think of one. 2020, we had players opting out. We had coaches getting sick. We had players getting sick. We had cancellation of games. It was just insane, and you had to be a diehard college football fan to really understand the pain there. Uh, or you didn't even have to be, really. It, it was, But for the diehard college football fans, it, it was horrible. Uh, we still we we were lucky to get some football, uh, and we still we still got football. And for a while there, we didn't think we were going to. So I'm just grateful, and hopefully, hopefully soon everybody can get back to normal lives. Uh, hopefully we can get back to seeing our families uh, safely. Of course, um, we can also just watch football with family. That's one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah, and just kind of to get right into it here, 
we're going to get right into my top 10 predict or not predictions, but um, top 10 rankings for the 2021 college football season. I'm excited. Let's kick this off. So coming in at number 10, this is probably my most controversial, uh, but I think most of you will agree with the top five. I got the Miami Hurricanes coming in at number 10. So Miami struggled a lot on defense last year. In their three in three of their losses, they averaged 47 points given up. That is bad. Uh, which crazy thing is they all I had to hear from Miami fans was how great their defensive line was and how highly they were going to at such a high level they were going to play. Uh, the secondary got better throughout the season, but it was it was I would say definitely an underperforming, an underachieving season on the defensive side for Miami. That being said, they have they definitely have a plus going into this 2021 season. They have Manny Diaz taking over for the defensive play calling duties uh, at the defensive coordinator position. He's going to be the head coach, and he's going to be the defensive coordinator. He's going to call the plays on defense, and I like that decision. He promoted someone on his staff to cornerbacks. Uh, they have a new defensive line coach. I like all these hires. So Manny Diaz, I like that he's going to be calling the plays. That's part of why they had him come to Miami in the first place, due to his defense. Miami had decent defenses under Mark Rick. Uh, it was more offense that they really struggled with. But I'm not worried about Miami's offense at all. They got De'Aaron King coming back for his, what is it, fifth or sixth season, something crazy like that. Uh, but anyway, De'Aaron King, a lot of mobility in the pocket. Uh, has I love his release time. He's able to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And the only thing about Miami that they lacked last year, or many things they lacked, but this is one of the things, was the just the ability to catch the football. I feel like they add that with Oklahoma receiver transfer Charleston Rambo. This guy is very quick off the line of scrimmage. He's able to run the the right route, he can catch the ball. I like I like what Charleston Rambo adds to the table. I expect him to be Miami's number one receiver. Hopefully he's eligible, uh, and hopefully we have a normal season, to, to say the least there. Uh, Miami defensively, I expect them to get a lot better. Uh, they'll have guys like uh, Leonard Taylor and James Williams coming in. Uh, Leonard Taylor, great defensive tackle. He was a top 10 defensive tackle in the 2021 uh, class. You, you also got James Williams, uh, top 13 state or top 13 safety, uh, 15 safety, uh, my bad, in the 2021 class. So Miami, they'll get, they've got great players on the defense. They're starting to recruit much better than they did. Uh, 2020, they only had the 16th best class in the nation, uh, but 2021, they are pushing at top 10. So Manny Diaz, I like what you're doing down there uh, in South Beach, and we'll see what you got this season. Uh, so coming in at number 10, Miami Hurricanes. Coming in at number 9, I have the North Carolina Tar Heels. So uh, a little recap of North Carolina last year. Uh, had, had some ups and downs. Uh, bowl game was kind of a down, even though I feel like offensively they played really well. They were just going against a great Texas A&M team who, in my opinion, had a lot more talent than they did. But anyway, we talked a little bit about the downs. Now we're going to get into some of the ups going into the 2021 season. 
you got Sam Howell coming back. Sam Howell, as a true freshman back in the 20, in the 2019 season, threw 36 touchdowns as a true freshman, showed so much mobility in the pocket and the ability to get past the line of scrimmage. I love Sam Howell. This guy could be a Heisman candidate next year if he if he keeps playing at the level he does, if North Carolina can. Because, unfortunately, the Heisman Trophy kind of depends on how well your team does. Not all the time. You know, you look at Lamar Jackson, uh, who lost four games in 2016 and still won the Heisman Trophy. So that's not always true. But a lot of the time it is, and your team has to do well. So that's why I don't think Sam Howell will win the Heisman Trophy. But he should be in consideration for it. Uh, if he keeps playing at the level he is and improves uh, from last year and the year before, which I fully expect him to do. Uh, another negative for North Carolina, they lose a lot in the run game. Uh, Michael Carter and Javante Williams uh, both were stud running backs, but both are entering the NFL, the NFL draft. Uh, so that's a little unfortunate for them. Uh, something about North Carolina, I like Mac Brown. Uh, he's, uh, something pretty cool is I'm an Oklahoma Sooners fan, so I find it pretty cool that he was able to bring North Carolina back to relevance before the Texas Longhorns. Uh, take a little shot at Texas there. Having said all that, I think Ty Chandler, the transfer from Tennessee, is going to behind the North Carolina offensive line, who Mack Brown has done a great job recruiting with. I believe Ty Chandler will excel at North Carolina much more than he did at Tennessee. And North Carolina is going to need all the help they can get in the run game after losing those guys. So the North Carolina running game might struggle just a little bit uh, toward the beginning of the season. But that's normal when you lose guys like that. And when they are also replacing a couple of offensive linemen as well. So there's a lot to replace on the offense. But on the good news, they got a good defense coming in. Uh, guys like Tony Grimes. Guys like Keyshawn Silver, uh, great defensive players. Both are five stars. Uh, North Carolina getting five stars, that's not something you would have seen 20 years ago. So to see something like that happen, uh, you got to give Mac Brown props. I like it very much, what he's building there. And uh, that's who I got at number nine. Uh, I, I expect them to have a great defense, along with a great mobile quarterback in Sam Howell and his ability to get the ball in the air Put it in the right place, uh, as funny as that sounds, but uh, he, he does it really well. And overall, he's just a really fun player to just watch. And I believe he's going to add so much to the table. I believe the defense will be a lot more experienced. Watch out for North Carolina going into the postseason. They could potentially play Clemson in the ACC title game. So that's number nine. Coming in at number eight, I have Cincinnati. Cincinnati... It's in, it's incredible how they kept Luke Fickle. Uh, Luke Fickle's, a, in my opinion, the best group of five coach in college football at this time. Another great positive about Cincinnati, they returned 15 of 22 of their, of their starters from the 2020 season, including their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, who got a lot of attention from NFL scouts, especially toward the end of the season. Uh, a really disappointing end of the season, though, for Cincinnati as they lost on a last-second field goal to Georgia. Uh, had a chance to beat the SEC in a bowl game, uh, a good SEC team in a bowl game. Uh, it didn't exactly work out, though. So, But as long as Cincinnati doesn't let that go into their season, they're going to be just fine. 
Uh, I expect this team to uh, – I don't expect them to make the playoff. Uh, I can make a whole other podcast or at least a segment of the podcast as to why a group of five team will probably never make the college football playoff. But that being said, it doesn't make what they do worthless at all. Cincinnati, they're getting a lot better in recruiting. Uh, 2022, they have the number five ranked recruiting class so far. I know it doesn't mean anything as of right now, but that's got to be one of the best Cincinnati's ever done. And uh, I like Desmond Ritter at quarterback. This guy completed 66% of his passes, rushed for almost 600 yards, and he's a big dude. He's 6'3", 215. I like Desmond Ritter. I really do. He's going to – he's a mobile quarterback, and he's big. He's got the size. I think this this is an NFL quarterback that you're looking at here. Uh, no no doubt about it. Uh, also had 31 touchdowns on the season, and he's coming back for next season. Replacing a couple offensive linemen. But for the most part, their defense will return. Cincinnati had a great defense last year. Uh, held a lot of teams to under 20 points. Uh, this is this is going to be a great team going into next year. Easily my pick to go to another New Year's Six Bowl as a group of five team. And I've really said all I can say about Cincinnati going into the next season. So coming in at number seven, I have the Texas A&M Aggies. You got a pretty cool situation down there. They've lost all five of their offensive linemen. They've lost their quarterback. But that's about it. Uh, they did lose a couple receivers, but they do bring back one of the best running backs, who I, I believe will be one of the best running backs going into 2021. I believe Isaiah Spiller, great running back. He's versatile. He's got speed. I think he'll make the other players around him much better, which is something a and going to need at the quarterback position, uh, pretty much everywhere on offense next year. That being said, they returned a lot of defensive starters, especially in the secondary on a team that finished top 10 in total defense last year and did pretty well against North Carolina in the bowl. North Carolina did score a lot of points, but that's North Carolina for you. They score a lot of points. They have a great offense. Sam Howell, you're not just going to shut him down easily. So Texas A&M comes in at number seven for me. Iowa State comes in at number six. And uh, Iowa State is in a kind of an opposite scenario of Texas A&M. They return all of their offensive linemen. They return their quarterback. But they also have some similarities. They have great running, in my opinion, the best running back in college football in Brees Hall. I, As a Big 12 fan myself, I had to watch Brees Hall a lot last season. Had, what was it, 15 touchdowns in eight weeks. The guy was just insane put up a show in the Big 12 title game against my Oklahoma Sooners. Just a fun guy to watch. Potential Heisman candidate, maybe? We'll see. So Iowa State comes in at number six. They had a top 20 defense last season, performed great in the bowl game, won their first New Year's Six Bowl game in history. Matt Campbell's an excellent head coach. So I like the experience that they bring. Uh, I like the head coaching. Uh, I like the assistant coaching. They just got to make sure they come in with the same swagger that they left with last season. And this is going to be a great team, probably makes it back to the Big 12 title game. I'm excited to see what they do. So coming in at number five, I have the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State, man, uh, disappointing into their last season 
And many of you may argue that I am putting them too low. But I do have my reasons, and I will explain. Ohio State, let's let's start with some of the positives. You got Ryan Day coming back. I love Ryan Day. And listen, there was some doubt in some people's minds that was Ohio State going to fall off the map after Urban Meyer left. But I would say the people who were wishfully thinking that is out the window. Ryan Day is making this Ohio State team here to stay. Uh, he's one of the best recruiters in the nation. He's got a, the number two class for 2021, uh, right behind Alabama, who they're also great at recruiting. I like what they're doing as well. They were higher on this list. So I like what Ohio State's got. They got Jack Sawyer coming in, who's going to help the defensive line a ton. A defense that did struggle a bit last year on the defensive front. Uh, secondary, they were really good, but they do lose some of their guys, most notably Sean Wade being one of them. So they're going to have to replace some guys, and that is, some people may argue that they're a little low, but I think they're in the right place where they need to be for now. Uh, I, I'm one of these guys where you got to prove it to me. Uh, I can't I can't put you up there until you prove it. So that that's what I'm like with Ohio State right now, and uh, that's why I got them at number five. Still a great ranking for a lot of teams who lost what they lost. I would not have put them in the top five, nowhere near the top five. But since they are Ohio State, they have great coaching, they have great recruiting, great personnel. I had to put them at the top five easily. So coming in at number four, I have the Alabama Clemson Tide. Another team that you might argue is a little bit low, and I understand this one a little more than I would Ohio State, just because some people have Bama going in as the number one team in the country. And listen, the, the top four could go either way. This is just who I personally believe, where I believe they should all be. Uh, but I could see them going completely either way. So Alabama coming in at number four. They got Bryce Young coming in at quarterback. I like Bryce Young. Very mobile. Uh, great arm in Bryce Young. Very talented quarterback. One of the most talented quarterbacks Alabama has signed um, in in a long time, just coming out of high school. So Alabama, Bryce Young going to be good. They replace a lot. This is one of the... This is one of the hardest teams Nick Saban's going to have to play with. Not because uh, in terms of talent. Alabama is talented. There's no doubt about it. Experience is going to be an issue. And that is why I put Bama at number four, because they lose Najee Harris. They lose Mac Jones. They lose three offensive linemen. They lose Devonta Smith, lose Jalen Waddell. And that's just the offense. Uh, I haven't even talked about Patrick Sertan and Dylan Moses being gone. Uh, Alabama losing a ton on both sides of the ball. If Alabama is going to have a down year, it will be this year. That being said, a down year for Alabama would be like 10 or 11 wins. Uh, that's what a down year for Alabama would look like. So when I say Alabama could potentially have a down year, I don't mean they have a losing season or anything to that effect. So that's my number four. Coming in at number three, I have my very own Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, I'm As a Sooners fan, I'm pumped going into this season. With Spencer Rattler getting a lot of Heisman hype in the offseason already, uh, we, got, we got a great running back coming back next to you in Kennedy Brooks. 
Uh, offensive line, it does lose a little bit. Creed Humphrey will be a first-rounder most likely. Uh, they've lost about three offensive linemen total. Uh, bring back a star tight end in Austin Stogner. Uh, and defensively, they lose a little bit. But I like what Alex Grinch has done with this defense. He's made them – he's he's brought back some Oklahoma-style defense. Uh, let me just put it that way. Top three defensive – top three coordinator in the country. I mean, listen, anybody who can turn around a Mike Stoops-led defense – deserves my respect and deserves your respect to say the least. So Oklahoma brings a lot on defense. Part of why I put them so high over teams like Alabama and Ohio State is because they have a returning starting quarterback. And as a guy who had to watch his team have a a first-year quarterback, it's not easy. There's growing pains. They make mistakes. They... They struggle to lead the team sometimes. But Spencer Rattler, he noticeably got better as a leader, as a passer, and just as a player of the game and just became a much smarter player throughout the season. I'm so excited to see what Spencer Rattler does. And Alabama and Ohio State both have super talented quarterbacks coming in. I like Kyle McCord. I like Bryce Young. I like Bryce Young a little bit more than Kyle McCord. Uh, I can get into that later uh, per preference. But, yeah, and I'm. it's just going to be exciting as an Oklahoma fan. It's going to be a movie. And I'm very excited to see where this goes. So, number three, I have Oklahoma. Number two, I have the Georgia Bulldogs. So, something to note about Georgia. In the 2020 class, they had the number one class in the nation with 11 of the 100 players in the top players in the nation. Incredible. Guys like Kelly Ringo, going to be a top corner in the SEC next year, in my opinion. I I love what Georgia's developing defensively. Offensively, Georgia with a quarterback in JT Daniels is just as scary as Oklahoma with a defense. Georgia is going, Georgia's football season going to be a movie too. If I was to pick if I was to pick the national championship right now, I'd probably go with the Georgia Bulldogs and the Oklahoma Sooners, uh, and that's just my personal opinion. I love what Georgia is doing on the defense and on the offense. They bring back George Pickens. They bring back Zamir White. Tons of talent on both the offensive line and the defensive line. A lot of big dudes up there. You got guys like Darnell Washington, who is about the size of LeBron James, fun fact. Uh, Darnell Washington just going to be an absolute unit to stop this year. If there's any doubt about that, watch him play, watch some highlights. This guy's insane. A lot of lot of weapons on offense to throw the ball to, to give the ball to, and overall to just move the ball around. Georgia is going to be an absolutely deadly football team next year. My question for them is what what is Kobe Smart's ceiling? You know, we've seen him beat Oklahoma in a big bowl game. We've seen him go to the national championship. We've seen him win the SEC. Can he take the next step to beat Alabama in the SEC title game or win a national title? That is my question for Kobe Smart. Can he do that this year? Like I said earlier, I'm one of those people where you have to prove it to me. And Georgia's going to have to prove it to me, but they definitely have the talent. And Kobe Smart's not a bad coach by any stretch. Uh, he won the SEC in his second year. He's 
probably the best recruiter in the nation. I love Kobe Smart. He's just got to show he can win the big one uh, outside of the first round of the playoffs. He's got to win the biggest one, the national title game. And I think it's very possible he can do that. This is one of his best chances he's had probably since the 2017 season. And we'll see how it goes. Coming in at number one, I have the Clemson Tigers. What else needs to be said about Clemson? Uh, DJ Wiangaluli is how you pronounce his last name. Going to be, he had 400 yards against Notre Dame, who at the time was a top 10 defense. Notre Dame had a top 10 defense uh, until the playoffs. That's how good Notre Dame was defensively. And DJ comes in and puts up 400 yards on him. So Clemson, in spite of losing Trevor Lawrence, is going to be just fine at quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt about that in anyone's mind. Uh, the run game, they do have, they do replace. They do replace Travis Etienne, which is going to be tough to do. Travis Etienne brought a lot to the table. But uh, his name is not coming to me right now, but he was a top 20 recruit in the nation, one of the best running backs in the nation. I mean, of course, when you're at a big school like Clemson, who before 2015 was not was not what I would consider a big-name school, but they've, they've made a name for themselves now, and that is who they are. So coming in at number one, I have the Clemson Tigers, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is my top ten uh, way too early predictions for the twenty for the twenty twenty one season. So thank you all for listening to that. Uh, I know that took a while. I went really into depth, and I appreciate all of you for listening. So now just gonna get right into the divisional playoff for the NFL. So let's just get right into it. The first game we have coming up tomorrow, uh, I am recording this on Friday, Friday night. So first game starts at noon tomorrow. And for the first game, we have the Packers and the Rams. Packers are favored by a touchdown at 6.5. And listen, I'm going to take I'm gonna take the Packers to win, but give me the Rams in the spread. The Rams have only been scored 30 on one time this season, and it was by Buffalo. Buffalo is one of the hottest teams in in the NFL right now. They have Josh Allen. They have Stephon Diggs, who had the most receptions out of any receiver. So it would make sense that they would be able to score on even a defense like the Rams. So, like I said, Rams have only been scored 30-plus on one time this whole season, and it was way at the beginning of the season, week three or four, against the Buffalo Bills. So... Coming into this game, they're going if they want any chance at slowing down Aaron Rodgers, they're going to have to play their best possible defense. And I think they can do that, but I don't think it will be enough, and that's why I take Green Bay in this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers only has five interceptions on the whole season and a 71% com- completion percentage. That's one of the best he's had his entire career, and he is my pick to win the MVP the 2020 season so obviously Aaron Rodgers as good as he's been his whole career uh, is having one of the best years of that career and I expect him to continue that but the reason I take the Rams in the spread here is because they only allow 280 yards and they only allowed 280 yards in the regular season and that's they are the only team to allow under 300 yards in the regular season that's incredible and a lot of people would say good defense usually beats good offense, and I think that's true most of the time. 
But Aaron Rodgers, just a different breed in the postseason. That's why I got to take the Packers in this game. Uh, give me the Packers 31-26. Uh, that's my prediction for that game. Uh, next up, we got Ravens-Bills. Uh, Bills are barely favored by about three points. This game is another good example of good offense versus good defense. And I hate to do this, but I'm going to, the second time in a row, pick the offense in this game, and here's why. Buffalo has the second-best scoring offense in the league at 31.3 points per game. Uh, incredible. Just incredible. I love Josh Allen, top five quarterback, no doubt. Stephon Diggs looking like he's going to play. Cole Beasley looking like he's back from his injury. Sean McDermott connects very well with the young players, and that is why I believe a lot of the young players have really excelled in Buffalo, guys like Josh Allen included. Uh, he's also a defensive-minded coach. Buffalo does have a respectable defense. Uh, Sean McDermott, like I said, defensive-minded coach. Very smart, very good with the young players. Uh, I think that will go a long way. Connecting with your players goes a long way, no doubt. Uh, that's one of the first things any coach wants to do, and Sean McDermott does that better than most coaches would in this league. So that's why I think the Bills have the potential to make a deep run here. I have the Bills winning 30-24. to uh, Going to be a good game. Obviously, I have the Bills covering uh, just because the spread is really small. Uh, Ravens, another thing to note about them, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I give him crap a lot about being a running quarterback, a running back even. But this guy, I mean, he does it well. He does it really well. He's He's got over 1,000 yards rushing, which trumps every other quarterback every other mobile quarterback in the league, including guys like Kyler Murray, guys like Aaron Rodgers. But he still blows all of them out of the water with his rushing stats. And even as a passer, in his MVP season last year, he threw 36 touchdowns and was one of the league leaders in it. So Lamar Jackson, he is better than a lot of people give him credit for, and he definitely deserves to have just more credit and not as much hate. And I think he'll be able to come in and expose the Bills' defense a little bit, and they'll have to they'll have to have a game plan for him. And if they don't, I could see this falling in the favor of the Ravens. But I believe, as far as offense goes, I like what Buffalo has a little better, just because Josh Allen, I believe, as a player, I like him a lot more than I do Lamar Jackson. That is why I'm taking the Bills in this game by six. All right, and my most intriguing matchup of this weekend is on Sunday. You got the Browns and the Chiefs. Love this one. Listen, I have noticed that the team with the best record in the NFL has not won the Super Bowl since the 2017 season. Actually, the 2016 season. It was the 2017 Super Bowl, and it was the New England Patriots. That took Bill Belichick, that took the number one ranked defense in the league, and postseason Tom Brady. And even then, they had to come back from a 28-3 deficit. Because you, you look at the best team in the league last year, you got the Baltimore Ravens, lost in the first round. Yeah, I could, I could go all the way back, but for time purposes, I'm not going to do that. So, that is why, and the Chiefs are defending champions, and the... The Chiefs have the number one offense in the league, and it's not close. 
They they average the most yards and 420 yards. Uh, Browns defense need to be up to the challenge for this game. Now, what I like as an Oklahoma Sooners fan, I know that's not NFL, but I know a lot about Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield lives for these moments. He lives for the big game. And even though he hasn't won every big game in his collegiate era, he still played at great numbers. He put up stellar stats. And that is part of why I believe a lot of people like Colin Cowherd say, well, what makes Baker Mayfield special? I think his leadership is what makes him special. I think his ability to just ramp up the other players and make them better, that is what is special about Baker Mayfield. And guess what? The Chiefs are favored by 10. I'm taking the Browns in an upset 36-33. to 33. That is my upset of the week, and I'm excited to pick it. I feel confident in it. Um, will Can the Chiefs win? Oh, absolutely. They are a fantastic football team. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in America, it's, and it's inarguable. So the run game has gotten so much better, even though Kansas City hasn't really needed a run game in the past. Uh, offensive line, great. Receivers, some of the best in America. You got Tyreek Hill. You have Travis Kelsey at the tight end. You have Sammy Watkins. I mean, and defensively, you have guys like Chris Jones. You have guys like Terran Matthew. These guys are just, I mean, th- this team is lot loaded. Locked and loaded is what the Kansas City Chiefs are. And I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. So would I be surprised if Kansas City wins? No. They're supposed to. They're one of the best teams in the league. Probably the best team. They have the best record in the league at 14-2. and two. But I'm taking the Browns because if I didn't take the Browns, or if I didn't pick an upset, then what would if I just picked all the favorites, what would be the point? Of picking, anyone could just get on here and pick all the favorites. You got picking the upsets and doing the research. That is key, and that is why I think the Browns will win tomorrow because of Baker Mayfield's it factor and his ability to ramp up the team. They also get Kevin Stefanski back. They practiced a lot more than they did for the Steelers game. If they put up any kind of performance like they did there, Browns are going to win this ball game. And I think they put up maybe not quite as good as they did. But they will still put up a great performance. Bet on it. And for the last kind of topic of the evening here, I've got the Bucks versus Saints. The New Orleans Saints are favored here by three points. I'm going to take the Bucks to win uh, about 38 to 30, uh, just because. And here, here is how I decided that. You've got postseason Tom Brady versus the postseason Saints. Compare. Those to how they have done in the last three or four years, there's no excuse not to take Tom Brady. There just isn't. Tom Brady's got one of the best offenses he has ever played with. He's got he's got a great running back in Ronald Jones, very underrated. Leonard Fournette really adds depth to the run game, and I think that's what the a lot of people don't understand how underrated the Bucks run game is. But obviously, their strength is in the pass game. I mean, is there any doubt about that? Tom Brady had upwards of about 5,000 yards this year. Mike Evans had 13 uh, receiving touchdowns. They added Antonio Brown to the roster, who caught a good number of touchdowns toward the end of the season. 
uh, I believe there was about a three-week span where he had one touchdown for each week. So Antonio Brown really adds more of that elite factor to the Buccaneers offense. Something a lot of people also don't realize about the Bucs is they are also top 10, almost top 5 in total defense. Now, they've also, kind of like the Rams, how I said they only give up 30 points one time in this year. The Bucks have only given up three 30-point games this year. But both of those were against, or two out of three of those, were against the Saints. And in one of those losses to the Saints, they were blown out 38-3. to And my whole thing is the Saints could totally win. They are healthy. They are back in tune. This Saints team is ready to go. And they have had good, ex- have had good luck and experience this year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm... I'm at a little bit of a loss for words here when it comes to who I pick, but I have to go with the Buccaneers just because it is postseason Tom Brady, and it is one of the best offenses he's ever played with overall, and he's got a great defense. It's not one of the best defenses he's ever played with, but still a very respectable defense that they've got down there in southern Florida. So I like the Bucs in this game. I'll take him 38-30, just like I said, and... That about wraps up the show, so thank you all for listening. Uh, I know this wasn't uh, exactly the best quality, um, but I appreciate every one of you being here and supporting me. Uh, Even if you didn't watch the whole thing, even if you just uh, fast-forwarded to some certain spots, uh, that's fine too. Uh, I, I don't expect you to listen to all 40 minutes of this, but for those of you who did, you the man. So, all right, I'm going to end the show, and we'll see how the games go. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and you all have a good day.